0: Well, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, October the 25th, 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler.
1: And I'm Nicolene Klassen-Weeb. You
0: are listening to Wittenberg Radio, CMU's most subscribed to podcast. As always, you can find us online. We are at wittenbergradio.com. Also on Facebook at Wittenberg Radio and Wittenberg Radio on Twitter. Where you can follow us. Email us your comments, questions, listener concerns at uh, Radio at gmail.com. And you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Midterm loops are wrapping up, Nicoline. How have they been for you?
1: Uh, good. Good. You know, they're they're done for me. They're done. So that's a nice thing. How about you?
0: They were okay. Yeah. You know what? I only I had two midterms in both of my classes, so there was,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they they went they went relatively well. So I'm I'm decently satisfied with that. Nice. Yeah. And
1: now, did yeah. you
0: have you been passing by the Wittenberg door recently?
1: I have been, but
0: there's been some decent. There's been a decent amount of chatter about about these student mailboxes that Isla brought up not that long ago. I have
1: seen that some good responses. Multiple people, multiple people are getting in
0: getting in on this discussion, and I think uh, a consensus was reached not that long ago with Marilyn Peters Cleaver that that uh, commuter students who have jobs on campus will be getting mailboxes.
1: Very interesting. Look at that. Wittenberg door.
0: Making a difference. in yeah. taking names. Isla Manning make a difference. Let's be, <laughs> let's be real here.
1: If you have issues you want taken up, post them on there.
0: There you go. So, yeah, and continue to follow that and follow Isla here on Wittenberg Radio. Our columns episode coming up next week. Mm-hmm. So do stay tuned for that. We do have a culture uh column coming your way this week, in addition to our sports and um, isla's rant or isla's anchor what did we decide yeah, to call that i don't remember <laughs> ah well doesn't matter it doesn't matter we don't need a name right away anyway it's gonna be good it's gonna be great and yeah and she's great anyway so it doesn't matter what it's called shall we get into our first song of the day let's do it stumbled into this artist her new record i'm gonna pull up all the information before i start talking how about that i was <laughs> no okay i'll tell the story i was listening to i'm really into like these kind of uh soul music sort of uh i wouldn't say knockoffs like contemporary soul music like music that's you know got that sort of soul quality but um hasn't but isn't actually from like the time when soul was a mm-hmm. real you know what i mean yeah yeah um anyway so i found this artist her name is lady ray w-r-a-y her new record queen alone dropped uh this past year i'm really digging it nice. so let's play a track off of that if i may yeah, Let's play this one It's called Smiling And it's for all of you guys Still in the throes of midterms and assignments Just a reminder to just keep on smiling There you have it lady ray off her record queen alone that tune is called smiling goodness knows we need a reason to smile uh with everything that's happening in our world namely a certain uh something happening south of the border and a we have something. a <laughs> certain something a little something something <laughs> but we have a guest here to talk about so let's jump into this with my introduction of, of this fabulous guest so you may not have heard, but there's this, I don't know, this thing, like this election going on just to the south of us. I don't know, maybe it's crossed your consciousness in the last, you know, month, year and a half. So that's all going to come to a head in two weeks when America will head to the voting booth to, to decide who their next president should be. Their decision, Hillary Clinton or Donald J. Trump, amongst other you know, the libertarian Gary, Gary Johnson or Green Party candidate Jill Stein, just to be fair. The campaign has been ugly, the rhetoric divisive, and there has has been no shortage of scandals to report on and to hear about in the nudes, nudes, in the nudes and see <laughs> in our social media feeds. Well, in the case of Donald J. Trump, you're never quite sure what you're going to get, are you? For more on this and to help make us Wittenberg Radio great again... <laughs> <laughs> We're joined today by Peter Epp, a longtime educator. Peter is now back in the classroom here at CMU, uh, do it, completing his thesis in the master's program, also the undergrad practicum seminar uh, teacher, instructor, you, instructor church, edu- cur- church engagement coordinator and executive coordinator for the vice president academic starting in January. Uh, he also holds a dual Canadian-United States citizenship. That's and correct. he recently cast his ballot in the 2016 presidential election. And joins us now to weigh in on just what the heck is going on down there. Nice to have you here. Good to be here, Nolan. Right on. Okay, so how explain to us how this works before we dive into all this. How do you cast a ballot when you're not actually yeah. in America?
3: Okay, so yeah, I've obviously have early voted. Um, but yeah, the way you do it is you go online to the state that you last lived in, which for me is Oregon and you fill something out saying what your previous address is, which is always the hardest part, tracking down something that tells you where you used to live. <laughs> and uh, you kind of put in all your information, your social security number, I think, probably you'd think they'd ask for that. I don't know, voter yeah. fraud is you know, pretty <laughs> lax until Trump gets in, so <laughs> I probably didn't have to do any of that. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, and then, and then they sent me uh, a ballot in the mail got here actually pretty quickly and then uh i could either send it in or um scan it and email it and then still send it in so i just sent it in okay um yeah that's that's the process it depends on state to state my uh my wife votes in minnesota and my sister votes in north carolina and uh they both had their processes were both unique too so
0: your family could have a huge impact on this election oh too, yeah, states.
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mom, and my let me tell you my dad also votes in iowa so oh man um, i'm the sad person on the left coast just
0: <laughs> sure uh, on, the, yeah. on the left coast casting
3: yes. the useless ballot so so
0: you have a widespread in your in your family here as we as we vote and uh i don't know i watched the election coverage from a canadian perspective and i th- I, I think that i speak for a lot of students in here that feel the same way it just it doesn't feel real yeah you know like first of all I I mean I think of how our last election cycle here in Canada like not even like just over a year ago and that election cycle was deemed grueling by Canadian media it lasted (laughs) it lasted something like just under 90 days this is a year like almost two years in the making yeah like how are people not sick of this by now like this is just uh, they are
3: (laughs) yeah yeah, in, in the US, there, uh, there's a book called What Happened uh, that's actually written by somebody who was, uh, I forget what his role was, but he was a PR person pretty high up in the, in the George W. Bush administration, um, and uh, full disclosure, I wasn't a huge fan of the Bush administration, but uh, I, I, this book was really compelling. Like This guy took a really honest sort of approach to his, his work with that administration. Uh, maybe it was easier for me to handle because in the end he was quite critical about uh, some of the, some of what he saw as dishonesty. But uh, he made a really compelling case that the problem with the American political system is constant campaigning. That uh, even when we're not in an election cycle, which is pretty rare because uh, even when they're not voting for president, they're starting to gear up for, you know, every two years, There's there's only, every four years there's a presidential election, but in between... There's, um, I believe it's House and Senate votes as well, right? So there's that. And then on top of it, uh, sort of his hypothesis or his experience was that even from day one of a, of a president's you know, new tenure, every decision they make is already being, being done in this spirit of how can they spin it to get votes in the next election. Uh, so there's just this pervasive sense of always being in an election cycle in the u.s
0: it just sounds tiresome like like you're just gonna consistently be trying to i mean a you're gonna have to constantly try and please people but you also have to have this sort of like mentality of that that you're not secure ever which is true of public office but i think that pans out even more so yeah in america so that 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 seems like a is that is that a weakened in your in your yeah opinion does that weaken the Like this, the the democratic system that they have.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I think it's understandable how it could happen, but I think that you've gone from what at least was ideally, and I guess I don't know. Maybe it's always been this way in history, and we just glorify the past, um, you know, to make America great again. But uh, the yeah, there's always this. There's the sense that it's gone from being a civil servant uh, to being a career politician, right? And so rather than uh, rather than the highest standard being serving the country, the highest standard is keeping your job, right? And so, um, yeah. So I mean, I think you get all the things that come with that. People who are who are desperate to do whatever it takes to stay in politics, uh, rather than making the hard decisions that are the best decisions for the nation, right?
0: Sure. And this desperation we've we've seen that this pan pan out in the last year and a half, and there's just such. The desperation results in such hatred and such and such vitriol that comes out of, can't both can major party candidates' mouths. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one more, more than the other, but we're not gonna name names. <laughs> um, is there something that we as Canadians are missing as we watch this play out? Like something that we're not getting or that we're not mm-hmm. seeing that keeps America on its toes?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think as an American and from the other Americans, especially those in Canada that I've talked to, the thing that I think we're the most desperate for Canadians to know is that lots of Americans are incredibly embarrassed by by this election and by and by Donald Trump's nomination in particular. Um, it's almost hard. I was talking to another American friend, and it's almost hard. As much as I'm glad to be here, it's almost hard to have this conversation with Canadians as some as an American because um, it's almost like sort of this voyeuristic watching this crazy cartoon world across the border. Right. And so, uh, I'm definitely desperate sometimes to say like Canadians, we're not that different. Like we, you know, um, because there is a lot in, in the U S there's, there's more at stake in terms of, uh, global stability, Uh, There's more people, more money. The the consequences are higher for for new governments. Uh, When I went to the States and moved back to Canada, it was like this realization that even watching Parliament in Canada felt like just sort of child's play in terms of, okay, yeah, I really care about this bill getting passed, but the consequences are not nearly as... Huge, right? You don't feel like you're on the verge of nuclear war like you do sometimes
0: in the U.S., right? <laughs> Literally, I, at yeah. this juncture, yeah, I right. Would argue, there's, yeah, yeah, and there's some, and in that, I'm wondering about, um, entertainment value that this, we I mean, going back to this idea that there's always sort of like politicians are always sort of on this stage and they're always trying to be the people pleaser and win these sort of votes, mm-hmm. right? I'm wondering if is this sort of, like, on the edge of your seat semi-reality show to, to, you could that's extrapolating a little bit but like
3: no this is
0: this is sort of yeah this is what we're watching is this what keeps americans like engaged in their democracy before <laughs> pulling a trump and not recognizing democracy anymore
3: <laughs> that's a generous way to look at it yeah um, uh keeping them engaged yeah i mean certainly and it's interesting to me that i i mean i check sort of uh I check my hockey scores, my baseball scores, and and Nate Silver's latest uh, predictions for the election, all at the same sure. time, right? Like that's now on my sort of daily, too often reason I'm on my phone, right? Sure. So
0: go five thirty eight.
3: Yeah, right. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and so yeah, it's you know as much as I as much as it's ridiculous that that you've got somebody who literally got famous as a reality TV persona. Uh, running for president I mean admittedly I treat the American election much like I do in inter- other entertainments like you know baseball and hockey so
0: like and then does that question I wonder if that pulls into question any sort of legitimacy that Donald Trump has for a lot of voters because he whatever we say about his numbers now like and, and as we look at the polls he's falling further and further by by the day but there's still a large swath of Americans yeah. who are willing to go to bat for this guy at the at the, at the voting booth. So I'm, w- w- I'm wondering at what points this this sort of reality, this sort of perverse uh, politics as entertainment, comes to the point where we recognize Donald Trump as as, le- as a legitimate candidate and a legitimate person to want to to for us to have govern us.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think there's two ways. There's two ways to look at what's going to happen out of this. One is that this was sort of sort of a necessary catharsis, right? Where the like this, some of the ridiculousness of of American politics has come to a head, and uh, enough of us have now seen where this is headed, and so you know, uh, and so things will change. Uh, the cynical side of me says that you know, on the other hand, a lot of this problem comes out of the polarization of the of american politics and in that sense trump's only polarized things more and so uh as much as i hope i'm wrong i tend to i tend to find myself believing more those who sort of say that that this is only the beginning of not necessarily like a clear trajectory maybe in the next presidential election uh we'll see two candidates that we can both that we can all respect but uh but ultimately, this feels like it it reveals some rifts that really need to be healed in order for the poli- in order for the American politics to to be respectable again. And um, I mean, especially if Trump fights the result, uh, or even by even by implying that people shouldn't accept the result. Whether or not he fights it anymore, he's he's he will have left that percentage of people who stick with him. Um, more, more polarized than ever.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, let, let, let's let's chat about this change a bit because there's this impending doom that kind of hangs over this entire election election result. Um, either Trump wins, Lord help us, or he and his considerable amount of supporters refuse to accept the results of of the democratic process, which is sort of at the center of every, like the election is sort of at the center of that. So, on a like on a uh, logical level what do you see happening on November 9th
3: (laughs) (laughs) well I mean I see I see Hillary Clinton winning although there's one frightening poll that uh, that's predicted it came out of nowhere yesterday I need to look into more about what this poll is about but it has correctly predicted the election for three presidential elections in a row uh, and suddenly kind of contrary to everything else it came out with Trump winning yesterday uh, now, that's still in contrast to, I mean, Nate Silver also has a great track record. He has Hillary at, I think, an 86% chance of winning right now. Uh, but he would be the first to say, too, that's an 86% chance, not a 100% chance, right? He would say, I mean, there's still things that have a 15% of chance of happening happen. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, but, I yeah, I mean, I see, I see Hillary winning. Um, you know, truth be told, I think that I don't think Trump I think Trump will want to uh, save face and move on to other things as quickly. I think he's too vain to fight this for very long. Like he's he's threatened, he's threatened to sue. There was a list online the other day of all the people he's threatened to sue. I think there were 21 people he's threatened to sue since the beginning of this. Um, and in fact, one of the lines on there might have been all the people who have accused him of a sexual assault. So that might not even be splitting them up. And uh, only two of those did he actually follow through. So. I mean, I'm hopeful if you can call this a hopeful, uh, you know, vision, but that that Trump will um, make a lot of noise about it being unfair, make a lot of noise about about what he's all going to do and then transition into uh, building Trump TV. There we go. Um, Yeah. So, I I mean, I really think he's going to be hungry for um, for a positive media spotlight again. Uh, Hungry. Yeah. Hungrier for that than he will be to continue to try to cover up this embarrassment. I, I, the, my Based on my read of his psychology, uh, he'll make a lot of awful noise and uh, and then it'll be like he never said it, which is sort of par for the Trump That's course. That's par for the, <laughs> d- d-
0: d- yes indeed. Nice, nice play on words. Do you know any Trump supporters?
3: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I don't think it would be, I mean this is again sort of as, a, as an embarrassed American, it, I don't think we have to go far to find them in Canada either um and uh you know uh so there's that but yeah i have fan i have family members who are uh who are trump supporters i mean not yeah um yeah in-laws and um and they're great people uh and they yeah yeah there's been times where i've had struggle to know what to do with sure with my caricature of trump supporters and then figuring that out with people who i love and know to be incredibly generous thoughtful um you know people i wouldn't want to leave my life uh so yeah that's definitely
0: that's fascinating because like we've seen this kind of play out i mean i have at least in my social media feeds but like families that are divided along trump clinton lines if you will and then they're they have to reconcile some like husband and wife mm-hmm. one supporting each candidate so like watching this happen yeah as we go it's it's like i can't even begin to imagine how i would reconcile the two like what are the conversations that happen around this at the family dinner table not to get too
3: yeah, nuts yeah. and bolts
0: about it but like
3: no let me think you know uh you know i'm not sure that that conversation has happened um Let me think, and and I like the yeah that hasn't come up with the family members that I know who have a Trump sign on their yard, for instance. Um, We haven't talked about it, and partly because the circumstances in which we were spending time together wasn't wouldn't have been appropriate to bring it up, uh, any kind of political difference. Uh, Though, uh, so for me, the, the more the more interesting part for me has just been what's been my internal process with that. Um, and sort of, in that case, we were drawn together over sort of a family crisis and uh, and sort of realizing that m- sort of my love for them transcended this and, and almost feeling ridiculous that I had, that I was so, so disgusted with Trump and with people voting for Trump that I even had to have had to have an internal narrative about about uh, um, supporting family members who had that not that it was hard to make that decision but that something was 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 going off in my head right Um, and then in that circumstance also being supported by others uh, by others who I was just meeting who who I saw had Trump signs on their yard right and so um, yeah it just makes you realize that there's I mean I think I think for me a big part of that was realizing that um, really awesome people have things in their life that make no sense to me uh, but that maybe represent something in their life that is so different from what it would represent in my life and And so um, not even just saying, well, I'm gonna set this part of them aside but saying, okay, maybe there's something about supporting Trump that represents something for you that's really positive that's a part of what makes you awesome uh, and trying to be willing even to be open to that thought, right So um, yeah. Yeah, and then again at the same time it feels feels just it feels weird and petty and ugly to even be saying I'm having these internal difficulties with people I love just because of who well, who they whose sign they put on their yard. So it's there's lots of layers.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's so much complexity. I wanna thank you for sharing that with us here on the show today. Sure. Peter Epp is a multiple job demand here at Canadian Mennonite (laughs) University, along (laughs) with being a dual uh, U.S.-Canadian citizen, undergrad practicum seminar, and I not forget the term you use at the top. Instructor. Instructor, church engagement coordinator for CMU, and will be finishing his thesis and starting an executive coordinator for VP for the vice president academic starting in 2017. Thank you so much for being here.
3: Awesome, thanks, Nolan.
0: It's crazy to me to think that like families are so divided along yeah, those lines.
1: I I didn't know that I mean it makes sense, but that is that it's pretty crazy the consequences.
0: It is yeah, and like this election does have a lot of insane consequences. Like lots of I mean my my media is slanted because I'm that's what Facebook and Twitter and all these social media accounts do. They they see what you yep. like to read in terms of, of, of like political standpoints and music you like to listen to and stuff and then they tailor your news feed. Yeah, in, in a sort of it's like they
1: project your own ideas back to you. Right. Aww. So this is
0: and this and it's been, it's been a real exercise of patience for me over this last election cycle, especially to make sure that I'm I'm reading some sort of a balance. I mm-hmm. actually went and I liked Fox News on Facebook for a while. <laughs> oh, there you go. And like other websites, and Breitbart, which is like, don't read Breitbart unless you're like I don't know. It's it's <laughs> pretty. It's oh, no. I I don't know. For my sensibilities, it's pretty slanderous stuff. And um. It's run by a guy named Stephen Bannon who instantly is Trump's campaign chair.
2: Um, oh,
0: interesting. anyway make sure you're getting a nice balanced view and uh, check some and checking different polls also important yeah. to get to get that different picture. We'll post a couple of them on our Facebook page and uh, we'll see if we can tweet them out later as well so you can follow us on Twitter at Wittenberg radio Facebook page as well is Wittenberg Radio. I need some music. what do you got for me to cheer me up Nicolene?
1: Nolan, for you, I have a tune by the band The 1975. They are playing here in Winnipeg tomorrow
0: Whoa! at
1: the MTS Center. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Are I'm, you going? I am going. I'm, nice. <laughs> I'm going to be there, and I'm really excited. I actually saw them in Vancouver already, and that was a pretty great experience. So, yeah, so they're coming here, and in honor of that, I'm going to play a song. Um, their new record has, like, the longest name ever— I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful, yet so unaware (laughs) Um, of it, maybe at the end. However, I'm not actually going to play a song off the new album, but off their old one, because I kind of rediscovered this song, and it's pretty great. So this is Pressure by The 1975.
2: Seen so many faces that I've never seen before. I left an unrewarded message telling you to come on over. Dramatic, automatically, you must stay the same. Cause every change in pressure.
1: there you have it pressure by the 1975 if you have some time there might be tickets left i don't know go snatch one up and go see the concert
0: there you go nicolin claus and we endorsed <laughs> do i need a 1975 education
1: <laughs> about the year no. oh <laughs> <laughs> i was like what <laughs> about the band oh yeah i didn't say anything about the band
0: I would love Well I mean Last week we made a We made a bit of a deal About you getting A Kanye West education
1: Yeah we did
0: So Oh I have to say In turn I'm- I might need To need a, a education About the 1975
1: Sure I'll, I'll see what I can do <laughs>
0: Beautiful I'm very much Looking forward to that What's coming up In the world of CMU In the next little while Well uh, Sports teams are all currently in action. Uh, we had a heck of a weekend last weekend in terms of CMU sports. We had four wins of so all teams playing eight games across three sports.
1: Oh. We
0: won four of them and only lost one.
1: Wow, that is awesome.
0: I bl- that's the stats I was quoted. So well done,
1: Blazers. Go. Yeah, Blazers.
0: Right on. So what's coming up in the next little while? Well, on October the 30th, which is coming up in. Very, very short order. I believe that's on Sunday. I believe our mm-hmm. basketball teams are in action. Yes, indeed. Basketball in action uh, on October the 30th. So Sunday, they're um, away at the University of Winnipeg, but it's only a little bit of a bus ride to go cheer on uh, your Blazers men and women. And what else we got? Soccer also wrapping up in very short order. In fact, I believe they already have. Congratulations mm. on a, well, I mean, that's that's the regular i mean that's regular season schedule i'm I'm sure that there's still stuff to be done and futsal starting up again soon so keep an eye up Mm -hmm. keep an eye open for that volleyball also just getting underway we've got i mean tonight as we put up this episode the blazers are away at providence taking on the pilots um but later on this week I mean, this weekend's a busy one for the Blazers. They've got games on the 28th and 29th. So Friday and Saturday, uh, they are both away games and they are in Brandon. So good luck to the mm-hmm. men's and women's volleyball teams on that front. What else can we talk? About? What else can we talk about on, in terms of events? Oh, JJ light, Le- JJ lectures are lectures happening right now. Yeah. Uh, voices from the ragged edge is what this series is called. Uh, they had this first lecture a little bit earlier on today there's one happening as we speak and as this episode is being released Mm -hmm. and i believe there's one more happening in the coming days tomorrow tomorrow yes there we go so wednesday go check out um go check out Uh, the jj teeson lectures man my voice is just shot today (laughs) um and apparently i don't know how to say the word news (laughs) so you know new news (laughs) there we go um. What else is there to talk about? We've got uh, we've got the yoga club that's starting up very shortly. Hey, that's fun. Thursdays at one p.m. in the KFA meeting room. All genders, body types, abilities are welcome. Contact Amelia Paul at gmail.com for more information. Take some time to de stress. Sure. And there's and, and on the tails of that, the sad news is that there's no improv club for the rest of the semester. Mm. Oh, that's that, too bad.
1: That is too bad
0: but it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, To follow up on the soccer stuff we were talking about before the MCAC championships are coming up this weekend. The men's team uh, secured the third seed. Women's team season is over. They finished in fifth place after regular season plays. So great season, women, men go get them this weekend. And I think that's pretty much all for this week. So we're going to wrap it up for, uh, as always, you can subscribe on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Wittenberg Radio at gmail.com is the place to reach us for comments, questions, listener concerns, show ideas. I'm taking recipes again. I need a good winter recipe. Something with pumpkin, preferably for Halloween. <laughs> Classic. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Wittenberg for Radio Halloween. on Facebook, at Wittenberg Radio on Twitter, and our website is wittenbergradio.com where you can find past episodes. Until next week, my name is Nolan Kaler.
1: And I'm Nicolene Klassenweeb.
0: We'll catch you then. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.